Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends, William and Grumpy Old Man Tom. Tom, how's it going? I'm telling you, I'm grumpy as heck. Why? Why? Hi. How are you, how, how you doing? <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm we were sorry. talking about this before the show, and I just, I needed to experience think, Tom's I, grumpy old man voice. I think um, you're perfectly fine you, with it. You're, you're Al from Resistance, right? Pardon? Mr. Al from Star Wars Resistance? Yes. Yeah. The old man and the Tom, I just want to say, I think it's, I'm really impressed. Like, that's your normal voice. This, what you're doing now, this is your, your podcasting voice. And I know <laughs> it's a lot of work to, like, just stay in character the whole time. Um, you know I'll tell you honestly, it really is that, that actually this is my real podcasting voice for everybody that's out there that wants to listen to it. So if you want to have the rest of the podcast this way, I can do it this way. But for please, me, please now. Yeah. That's and what now I that all of our listeners are gone. Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 please, please stay. Come back. I beg you. Um, I'll stop. So, yeah. so today we're talking, we're done with Clone Wars. I mean, we're not done with Clone Wars, but the last episode of Clone Wars has aired. Yeah. Uh, we took a nice little week break to kind of let all of those episodes marinate. And now today we're going to be kind of doing a quick retrospective or recap of the Clone Wars season seven. The, you know, this show we literally never thought we were going to get. Yeah, it's... It's hard to believe we've now seen the last of the Clone Wars. We we never thought we'd get it, but they did come back for twelve final episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it, I I'm so glad I'm so glad we got it. But uh, you know, it's kind of it's hard to believe that this is this is the end for real. Like we're not we're not going back and talking more Clone Wars anymore. And we may have a, an occasional episode going back and discussing it, but really, this is our last. You know, it's one of our last Clone Wars reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of uh, it's bittersweet. Times it, it's it's bittersweet, but the best thing that I'll say about it, and I've said it many times, it went out. Or actually, Dave Filoni and crew, everybody involved in the show, went out the way they wanted to. Instead of boom, you're camp, you're, you're done, no more episodes. They were able to tell the final stories. They were able to actually wrap it up, and basically put a bow on it and put the whole Clone Wars animated series to bed. And I feel they walked away, and and they they did exactly what they they set out to do. Oh, the the entire arc yeah. was just the 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 especially the last like this. I really enjoyed the season, but the last four episodes in particular are something special. Mm-hmm. And right, it doesn't get it really doesn't get much better than that. No, you know? no, and and I'll I'll even throw in there. I had no problem with Ahsoka's walkabout because I think when it came to those episodes. Sure, they were quiet, and sure, it is part of like the normal cadence of the Clone Wars. When you go back to the seasons, you'll find episodes like this. But I think it really helped kind of round Ahsoka out mm-hmm. to where it makes it more impactful at the end. It makes it more impactful, her decision to actually walk away from, from the Jedi Order. And it showed what the, the regular citizens of Coruscant and basically the galaxy thought of the Jedi Order. So it's... 
like this is it's a weird thing to say, but the final season of Clone Wars was the most Clone Wars season <laughs> yes, I think we yeah. got. And, and I, like, no, I totally agree with you. Yeah, it's something I actually really appreciate. Like, yes, they did it up with extra. Like the animation was top notch. The visual uh, I was saying the animation, the visuals, how it looked on the screen. Um, like the audio was amazing. The music was amazing. Like everything was on point for the final season. Right. But it at its core, it was still Clone Wars. Right. And not, I wouldn't say Clone Wars was ever uneven, but Clone Wars always had the weird kind of arc where you're like, I see what they were trying to do. It wasn't for me, but I can respect that they did it. Yeah. And like Ahsoka walkabouts are absolutely, that's exactly what that was. It was Clone Wars through and through mm-hmm. for better or worse. And it's, and, and I'm going to throw it out there. I have the perfect example of one of the old Clone Wars episodes that had the, let's say, experimental type thing with Admiral Gascon, who is rumored to it. Just kidding. Um, that's one of the perfect episodes yeah. where they tried something out with that character. And it took a bit to understand why they did it, but it paid off. And it's the same thing with the Ahsoka arc in this one. Yeah, that's exactly correct. And, you know, in that arc in particular is actually one of George Lucas's favorite personal favorite arcs of the show and you know mm-hmm. um the the Mieber gascon arc and I, I i did enjoy the arc don't get me wrong but like as you said steven like there were and tom there were different there's the nice thing about the clone wars is that there were all sorts of stories that they told and they told experimental stories and they told mm-hmm. you know like what happens if we just have a an arc about droids or a, a you know an arc about a bunch of younglings or you know, uh, whatever, like they, they weren't, they weren't afraid to try or, or Jar Jar, right. They weren't afraid to try different things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the, the, the things that was so, so unique and so special about the Clone Wars is that they did try all that stuff. And sometimes they worked and sometimes mm-hmm. it didn't. And sometimes people loved, everyone loved the episodes and sometimes it was a little more niche and some people really loved it and other people weren't as big a fan of it, but that's okay. Right. I think I, uh, what's that? I'd go out on a limit. It's not really a limb, but like I'd, I'd build on that and say, like, that is the hallmark of Star Wars. Like, mm-hmm. I'd say that's... Mm-hmm. And, uh, sorry, let me. I'll preface by saying, like, whether you like the sequel movies or not, I think one of the biggest and most valid criticisms has been, hey, I wish you had done something a little bit different sometimes. And mm-hmm. the Clone Wars has never been, like like I said, it's always been a willing and able to go, and like, yeah, let's go try and do the different thing. Let's see what happens and how we like it. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's do a whole arc about size noodles and and zero the hut like <laughs> you know like it, it i'll be honest I, I did love their that dynamic but um but yeah they, they they weren't afraid to try different stuff and i think that's that's what made the clone wars really really special and mm. and we got that in this in this episode you're right this is like the most clone wars season of all time um right and i think that's i think that's totally totally fine i think the the fact that we are now seven years removed from the, the original series uh, has played a big role in how people perceive it. I think, um, you know, even even when the Clone Wars was on, there were st- certainly those arcs that people didn't necessarily uh, receive quite as well, uh, or mm-hmm. at least as as broadly. Uh, and I think as we as we look back and think back in our mind's eye, we remember the the big the big the big events. You know, yeah. the, the seizure oh, yeah. Mandalore type stories. Um, but this is pretty true to the way the Clone Wars was. And and I think the fact that the, we only got 12 episodes now instead of the, the, the normal 21 and the and the fact that honestly, like knowing that it's the end, like we did, when the Clone Wars was airing, we didn't know it was the end. And so right. every episode, 
I don't want to say it like it almost it's it seems almost seems wrong to say, but like we we didn't value each episode as much because we knew well, there were we there were there were twenty one episodes, well, you know, twenty two episodes. Like, well, and- of course we would get you know there's there's twenty two more show, series uh, episodes, and then of course there's another season, another season. Whereas right. this one, we're like, there's only twelve. This is one twelfth or one third of mm-hmm. what we get. Mm-hmm. And this so was think- literally a, uh, an arc or whatever you want to call it, like uh, a season that we have talked about for how many years at this point? Like, well, I actually yeah, don't know seven, off the top of my head, but like, well, it, what, we'll 10? put it this way: yeah. since the since the end of the actual Clone Wars, and then we got the um, unfinished episodes. But we've been talking about this for a while. It's been yeah, so, seven, seven years. And we've been speculating about the Siege of Mandalore, or at least yeah. what would happen at the end of the show since day one. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's you know, 12 years at that I, point. I would go out on a limb. Uh, actually, so I'm, uh, I'm going to reveal a little about myself. So I, one of the shows I enjoyed as I like through high school and college is I watched uh, How I Met Your Mother, kind of sitcom comedy type show. Mm-hmm. And... The the premise of the show, obviously, was how the main character meets his wife and so on. And so nine seasons building up to that moment and that reveal. Um, and it's that's the final season, the little uneven, the kind of big reveal and everything doesn't necessarily pan out the way I think they the show corners would have worked. Like, it's amazing that what happens to Ahsoka from the moment we saw the Clone Wars movie, that was the question that people wanted answered. Right. Like, you're telling mm-hmm. me Ahsoka, this Anakin's pad one that we've never heard about and certainly isn't in episode three. What happens to her? Does she die? Like, does she live? If she lives, how the hell does that work? Right. Like, those were the questions we've been asking since 2008. Yeah. And, 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 in, yeah. and in fact, there was a lot of skepticism because people like, Anakin can't have a pad one. We never see her right. in Revenge of the Sith. So that clearly couldn't right. work. And so, like, they, 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 they needed her story in the Clone Wars to be wrapped up to even believe that, he, that Anakin mm. had a Padawan. Plus and the thing that's also, most amazing... Go, go ahead, Dom. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. Is they landed that. Like, yeah. over 12 years after we first got the Clone Wars movie, they landed it. Yep. Like, beyond... more, Like, almost beyond everything else. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. The The skill and planning that goes into landing the end of a show is huge doing it when the show got canceled halfway through not halfway Mm. but like near the end yeah even more so right and especially for a character like like we've been saying that you never expected to even be part of the actual movie trilogy or Mm -hmm. sorry the whole storyline okay but the craftsmanship of the story especially these last 12 episodes the craftsmanship that went into these stories was amazing because we had a character that had no ties to the film that became so popular outside of the films. Because I do remember we were talking about this when, when she first came on screen. We all, I think, had an agreement or all came, she had to somehow die at the end. There was no way she was going to live at the end at the end because we all knew Anakin never had a Padawan. But that character from... First off, a lot of trepidation to have a that character to begin with, to become such a beloved character through the years, to have so much impact on the actual Star Wars universe in and of itself, to where even her voice appears in The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's incredible 
how this character has just about I'm not going to say outshines the these you know the the original the, the original trilogy or whatever but it's amazing to see this character be so beloved mm-hmm. but they stuck the landing because they they didn't kill her off but they gave her an ending that was very satisfying that never touched Revenge of the Sith or New Hope or Rogue One or anything and yet somehow weaved perfectly around all of those. Like, yes, you know, Steven, you bring up a great point. You know, I think we all loved the episodes, the, this, this final arc, the Siege of Mandalore. And I think we all like almost took it for granted in some ways. Like st- sticking the landing on a show is hard. Most shows mm-hmm. can't do it. Oh, like, you look at so many, look at how so many popular sides, how, how many popular series that have failed at the end, either, yes either uh from either they actually didn't do well or like the community just didn't like necessarily what they did you know you look at like lost game of thrones like, sorry, I, was, I was gonna mention or, i never they lost, didn't even get I remember there. lost yeah or they yeah. didn't even get there which is even worse yeah like the up yeah. oh, well ratings didn't get good enough like guess we didn't like uh another good example um william you know i both watched chuck growing up uh-huh. um i say growing up like it was whatever anyway Again. i didn't determine a number of years ago it was a while it was a while ago now <laughs> it was a while yeah you're making me look uh, guys i know sorry well it's making thank us you. old too so you're welcome that's okay um yeah by the way happy birthday william thank you i'm, I'm officially yeah, old now birthday, by the way <laughs> william is officially an old man um <laughs> not, not as old as i am that's Continue, true Stephen. Um, that's why that's why we keep chuck- you around tom Okay, thank you. <laughs> Chuck was an interesting show in that it came out at a time. Um, the first season was after the writer strike, so the second season was kind of cut short, wasn't super focused, um, and it it had five seasons total. And like seasons two, three, four, all were like, we think this might be the last episode, like the last mm-hmm. season. We don't actually know if we're going to be able to do another one. Forgot about that. And so each of those seasons ends where you're like, well, they stuck the landing as best they could. Like it's a decent. Uh, season finale and they kind of try and leave it in such a note that ah, I can I can if it's a series finale we'll feel okay about it um, like it's just we talked about this before season seven ever released but like so few shows ever get to even plan their ending right well I should let's start even earlier so few shows don't bother to think about the <laughs> yeah ending. I don't right. absolutely I don't think Dave Filoni ever didn't think about how this was going to end we knew no. I think especially at this point I feel pretty confident he went into episode like the Clone Wars movie, knowing roughly how he wanted it to end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of the shows that plan an ending, so many of them never get a chance to actually execute on it because they're yep. canceled earlier. Yep. Of the ones that actually do get to execute, so many of them fail either by not meeting fan expectations, not closing out storylines as well as they would have liked, whatever it might be. Clone Wars, I could honestly say, is in like that top 1%, which did all those things. And yeah. did it perfectly. Did, did like, it perfectly. Did it Perfect. Like, I don't know if I would change anything about the series finale. Like, we gave almost every single episode universally tens across the board of, of the, the last four episodes, which, yeah, okay, we're big fans. We really enjoyed it. Right. But, like, we legitimately, like, you know, thought it would, they were incredible. And right. a lot of, you know, other reviewers out there agreed with us. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there is one thing before I continue. Yeah. When it came to this, if there is one thing, and I thought about this before we got into the show, there is one change I would do with these three arcs. I think Ahsoka's walkabout episodes, all four of them were great episodes, but it could have been told in three. Yeah. I think it was just a tad too long, but 
the full intention of those four episodes, it it meant its purpose. Yeah, they Done. needed it. They needed them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they needed it. But like the the so. last four episodes are just so perfect. Right. And that is a very rare thing. You think mm-hmm. about like even the Rise of Skywalker just came out, right? Um, some people loved it. Some people not did not like it. Um, right. <clears throat> you know, it, it it's hard to stick a to to end a. a to end a, a, a series or a trilogy or a story and the Clone Wars did it and they nailed right. it on every level acting visuals the story you know it was it was truly truly impressive and mm-hmm. I can so, count on you know v- there are very few series I think that live up to the hype as much as this one did in the end Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, we've talked about the Ahsoka walk about in Siege of Mandalore, but what did you guys think of we're going to go to the Bad Batch arc? What did you guys feel about that arc? Because I have my feeling now that we're talking about this, I have my feeling, I thought it was a great arc, but what did you guys really feel about that arc? Because after you guys bring it, say your, I'll say what I feel about it. So the Bad Batch arc is an interesting one in that it, we saw the arc basically before it was done. Like we saw the animatic version of it, however many years ago. Um, And I think we talked about this a little bit when we finished up the arc to me, bad batch was the most classic clone war story that Mm -hmm. they did. It was an arc about the clones, about clone troopers, about the clones and kind of what, giving them some depth basically. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought it worked really, really well. Mm-hmm. William, what, what did you think about I, it? I, I totally agree. And I, I think that um, it's interesting. So I think from a, I, I know that like Dave Filoni talked about this at the, actually at the bad batch screening, we went to at Lucasfilm. Uh, he talked about how every arc was selected for a very particular reason this season, mm-hmm. right? They didn't have, they didn't have a lot of, they couldn't go do all of the remaining un- unfinished episodes. We know this. There were, right. you know, multiple arcs remaining and it would have been cool, but they decided to do, you know, 12 to finish it up. 12, 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. And that meant three arcs. And, uh, you know, I, the Bad Batch arc, as you guys said, is the Clone War, is the Clone arc. Right. It, it is tr- the truest clone wars episodes as far as you know what we what we watched day in and day out uh, on this show and without the bad batch arc i think the season the final season would feel a little strange mm-hmm. just because you have the epic confrontation between ahsoka and maul and mandalore and that's great and that kind of ties off right. the the main thread of the season uh, which by the way like Thinking back to you know season two when the clone when the Mandalorians were first introduced and like they started planting the seeds of Maul and, and everything like never would have guessed like that would be where they would end it mm-hmm. um, and so it's really cool to see how the show evolved there but you have you have that that kind of ties in the, the the more the epic side but those weren't the average episode we got more you know one or two arcs like that a season uh, typically they were more you know. The, the clones, the the Geonosis arc, the uh, Umbara arc, uh, they were always these clone troopers uh, fighting the Clone Wars, which is what the whole right. show was ab- about. And the thing I really liked about Bad Batch is it, it was it was a clone trooper arc through and through. 
and right. it, it is it's what we originally tuned in to see on the Clone Wars, and right. so it's really like if you break down the season, it's the the you know the the most Clone Wars arc, you know, it's the true to form Clone Wars arc, mm-hmm. and then there's the character development arc that you need to get to move the main character in a, the right spot for the series finale. Right. And then there's the series finale where they wrap up the most epic pieces and they don't wrap up the rest of the show. You right. know, like they don't, we don't get a wrap up of Dooku and Grievous. Like it happens through dialogue. Um, well, it happens through dialogue, show. but also they had the movie that was happening technically in congruence with part of season Mandalore. Exactly. So, yeah. And their story yeah. did not need to be told in Revenge of the Sith. Right. But so I, I kind of see like each arc as having its own very important purpose. And I really enjoyed the bad batch arc. I think the fact right. that we'd seen it previously, um, I think tempered my excitement a little bit just because it's something we'd seen before and it felt like right. a, an older story. Um, but the arc itself was still really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What, see, what did you think? For me, well, you see for me, what comes to that, I, I totally agree with everything that both of you said, but I saw it as this was the way to, we haven't had a clone wars, clone wars episode mm-hmm. in seven years the best way to get back into the actual Clone Wars battle was with the Bad Batch. And that way they're reintroducing to you, look, Mm -hmm. it's bloody, it's a mess, there's still droids, there's there's still all the stuff going on that we have not seen in seven years. And this was the best way to bring us back into the Clone Wars for the intensity. It also dropped in that little bit of thing with the play between Anakin and Padme which that was a drop in. And also that little bit of a drop in with, um, with, uh, Obi-Wan saying, don't forget to tell Padme. I said, hi, or whatever it was. Um, don't forget echo. Like, yes. <laughs> and echo it, too. Yeah. So it, it, it was, it was the best way to bring us as clone wars fans back into that universe. Because I think if it would have started out with the Ahsoka walkabout, it would have lost a lot of momentum because it really starts out with the clone battles and you got to see that again. And then the transition into the Ahsoka walkabout worked. It, it, it the, the timing didn't work because you know, where it all set up between when she left the Jedi order and here, but to bring us back into that world, bad batch was the best way to do it. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, we talked a little bit about the walkabout. I, I still think the walkabout arc was I the weakest of the three arcs, mm-hmm. um, and I, I do put a lot of that less on Ahsoka needing to have her story out and around, but on Trace and uh, I'm blanking Rafa. on the other one's names, uh, the Martez sisters, the older one, Rafa. Uh, Rafa, thank you. Yes, thank you. See. This is why William's here, because he remembers these things and knows how to look them up quickly. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I knew it. I said it right away. You didn't uh-huh, hear me the first it. time. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that arcs, I honestly think the issues with that arc are less the the core conceit of it and more that Rafa and Trace didn't feel as uh, three-dimensional as the other characters we got. Agreed. The Bad Batch, in many ways, like they're also very two dimensional. Each of them has a thing, mm-hmm. but they're kind of sold as a unit, and you and you get a good sense for what they are. Right. Um, the because Martez, all four of them were able to play off of each other, which made it work. 
Yeah, they play off of each other, and they it's almost like the Bad Batch are one character. And so when you right. take, you know, four two-dimensional characters and put them together, you get a third dimension. That's how science works. <laughs> um, and I I think Rafa, like, Rafa was the, uh, I'm trying to do what's right, and I, I get myself into situations I can't handle. Right. Trace was the, I'm super naive and don't understand how the world works. Mm-hmm. And I... I wish they had had a little more depth, and I think that would have helped the arc a lot compared right. to what what we actually got. Yeah, right. I, and, I, and and I, I sorry, William, and and I think for me, like like I mentioned before, if they would have cut it down to three episodes and kind of made one episode just a little bit longer than twenty two minutes, it would have worked mm-hmm. better because I, I just think I, I totally agree with the characterization of the sisters. But I still feel that that needed to play itself out for Ahsoka to get that well-roundedness of what the actual galaxy thinks about the, the Jedi Order. And then you needed it to get a little tighter because you needed to get her to the Pikes, to get her to um, Bo-Katan, to get her to Caesar Mandalore. And it but, just seemed like with that episode, it was just with the four episodes, it just took a little too long to get there. Yeah, I totally agree. I like it's one of those things. I think I it would have been much less noticed if we'd if this had been just a normal episode and not mm-hmm. in the you know the return of the Clone Wars. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry, William, you were going to say something, and then I interrupted you. No, no, I, I you guys are one hundred percent correct. Uh, I do think it was a little bit long, um, you know. But again, I also appreciated like you can't have Ahsoka go from. Uh, go from leaving the Jedi to, you know, returning very quickly. And so I, I get why they wanted to, to stretch it out, show a little more of Ahsoka's growth, how Trace and Rafa were in, in some ways, you know, um, two halves of Ahsoka and where she could go. She could end up being more of the cynical one or the, still the more optimistic one, you know, so I, I, I get all that. I do think it would have been interesting to see, how the arc uh, turned out if they'd had the original, like, so originally Trace and Rafa were a single character, Nick Sokami, who mm-hmm. uh, was actually going to be a love interest of Ahsoka's. And I think they felt it didn't make sense for the, for the, you know, if there's only four, you know, four, if there's only 12 episodes to spend a, you know, a third of that on some random love interest who then disappears. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do wonder if that might've added a little more, uh, you know, of another dynamic that, helped carry the episodes um but you know overall i I still enjoyed it i think that my least favorite was uh was gone with a trace because i I, you know i don't feel like i feel like it was pretty more slow and it was just like the you know the binary load lifter um Mm -hmm. chase it was fine you know it wasn't great uh but it, it did its job of setting up who these characters were um i did like how in deal or no deal and dangerous debt, we got to see more of Kessel and the Pikes and together again. Um, that I really liked. I liked seeing the multiple sides of Kessel that we'd never seen mm-hmm. before. That's true, uh, right? Yep. Yeah, and I, I, and that was cool. And the fact that this came so far after Solo, we were able to get thing. You know, uh, because this this arc was aired now after the, after the movie Solo, we were able to get things like, you know, um, the Pikes uh in a um as as we kind of see them and kessel as we see them in in solo uh we were able to get um crimson dawn and dryden voss and all of this Mm -hmm. stuff and i I loved how they managed to tie in uh 
a lot of that stuff too. Um, and, and the fact that we, they tied in uh, Ursa Ren and, and yeah. the, the Mandalorians. And so overall I, I did really, I did enjoy the, the arc. Is it one that I will probably go back and rewatch all the time? Uh, no, I, I, I recently introduced my, my, uh, my girlfriend to the clone wars and, and, and rebels. And we've been working our way through rebels now, but mm-hmm. you know, obviously like I, well, I would love to rewatch the entire series with her. It's, it's a lot to do, yeah. especially in a you know, shorter period of time. And so you have to pick the important arcs to, to show that kind of, you know, drive the story along the most. And th- this one would not be in that list probably uh, had we not finished the clone wars and she watched it, you know, with me um, as they aired now. Um, that being said, I th- it's a totally important arc. It's it's mm-hmm. very important because you have to get Ahsoka's character to yep. the point where she's at, and it would feel wrong if we didn't have it. So right, yeah, yeah, yeah totally it's, agree. You bring oh, what was I going to say? Oh, you said something, and I was like, oh, that's a really good point. I should I should say something about that, <laughs> and uh, I failed because I do not remember what I was going to say. Um, oh, sorry, what I was going to say is like I do wonder how the arc would have felt if we hadn't started with the Gone Without a Trace episode, if we had started with something a little bit more uh, exciting, we'd started with Kessel. I wonder if that would have helped and mm. kind of made it feel a little bit more palatable going into it. Yeah, but I you s- would still, I think you would still have need to, needed to figure out a way to get her there. And Oh, I, yeah. yeah like and, I, I don't know how the episode would have worked with it, yeah. but I, it really is, I think, that first episode, which, especially coming off the Bad Batch, which is, you know, right. you know, classic clone trooper arc, you're like, right. oh, this is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. and that's and th- that was the one thing when it comes to this arc that, let's just say, it kind of hurt that the, the separation between when Clone Wars ended now, if this arc happened to have placed right after Ahsoka left the Jedi Temple, then it would have felt much better if it continued, if the series continued at that point. But where they had to place it within this season, it seemed like this was the better way for them to do it. If there was something at the beginning to show that maybe there was a passage of time from when she left the Jedi order to when she uh, did gone without a trace, that probably would have made this just a little bit more palp- uh, palpable. But I still feel that when it, you got to uh, Kessel, that it just, when they were, when they were uh, caught and they were doing that whole breakout thing, that to me was the thing that could have been compressed a bit. And, and I understand why they did it, but that's where I just said they could have taken one episode and instead of doing 22 minutes, maybe done 30, 35 minutes with it. And then still kept the bookend of, you know, gone without a trace and then together again. That's true. I I liked how they escaped and then were captured again because it it makes their escape feel more earned when they finally do get out it's not like oh right. they, they quickly escape and they're fine you know the pikes are it also would have been it, it, and i agree with you on that respect because then it would have been cheap if it's just like okay they escaped boom they're gone it made it feel more realistic that they got captured again yeah i know some people didn't like it, it happened to be the end of the episode where it's like oh and we're back to where we started but i i didn't mind it um well you're wrong yeah uh, sorry, <laughs> i do know that it? i do know that some people were I know that some fans were a little disappointed because the the first three, four episodes of the season were stuff we'd already seen before, and then the next four right. were 
you know, maybe not everyone's favorite, important episodes, but not everyone's favorite. And so I, I know that by, you know, by the end of the first two arcs, some people were a little bit disappointed. Um, but, you know, I, they had to do the arc. They had to tell those stories. Yep. They had to do it in that order. And I thought for what they were, they were very good. It's just I think mm-hmm. the fact that there's only, as we said earlier, there's only 12 episodes. And so it makes you cherish every episode and every arc more. Yep. And when there's only three arcs, you're like, oh my gosh. You know, like they, they all, all of this time is on this one story. And if it wasn't your cup of tea, that made it meant that a third of the season wasn't your cup of tea, which yep. was, I think made it more of an uphill battle. That being said, mm-hmm. I thought the episodes were still, you know, very enjoyable. They were very enjoyable because, again, they served the purpose. They needed to tell that part of Ahsoka's story. Yeah. Yeah. And the last so, four episodes more than made up for it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, so you know, now the question becomes, which one of these arcs is now our favorite? Because realize, when you look at the Clone Wars, we had 22 episodes, or how many episodes per season, to figure out which is our favorite arc. We have three arcs. Which one of these is your favorite? I mean, I think that's an easy answer, though. <laughs> I think like, all three of us are going to have the easy answer. It's, it, I feel bad, but like, it can't not be Siege of Mandalore. Right. I, I, like, I'm siding with you. Oh yeah, Siege of Mandalore. Like, it genuinely could go down, and I, I suspect this. Like, again, we talked about this a little bit. Like, I think the intent originally was it would go down as a Clone Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I bet you that's how they would have released it had they, you know, had the opportunity to do so. Right. Um, and the end result would have been like, oh, like Siege of Mandalore is just like, where would you like, let's not even rank it in terms of arcs of Clone Wars. Like, where would you rank it in terms of the movies? It's up there, honestly. Oh, right. Absolutely. It, like, oh, I don't yeah. know how it's not up there. It's definitely it's that yeah. good. Definitely yeah. top half, top third, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. maybe higher. Like it's, it's incredible. It really is. It's, yeah, it, it is. It is one of the most well-written, well-directed, well-acted, I'm going to say this, animated movie. I'm, I'm going to say movie because really, I'd love to see it cut that way. But it is incredible how just, and I, I remember saying this, I think, with the last two episodes. The best thing about those two episodes is, there wasn't a lot of dialogue and the dialogue that was said meant something every time it came out. It wasn't just throwaway lines. And when there didn't need to be dialogue, it was the music. It was the atmosphere. It was the action that made up for basically the lack of dialogue because all that stuff together, you didn't need it. If you had it in there, you would have ruined what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you guys have a favorite episode of the siege of mandalore what what's your favorite because i i think i think this one is where we may differ because in talking with people it they're all so good i found people who you know pick very different episodes wow uh shatter that is a tough question shatter is that the second to last yeah yeah shattered I might have to go with uh, victory. Was it victory, victory and death? death? Victory mm. um, the, victory the finale. and death. I think I have to go with. Yeah, I think I have really? to go with the finale. Shattered is close for me. Okay. Um, but I, I think I liked victory and death more. 
and it, I realized I'm biased because it's the season finale and that makes it tough. But like, mm-hmm. like it was really good. <laughs> if you asked me to rank them, those four episodes, I don't, I'd be so hard. Like, you know, I, I think shattered is my favorite because I, I think I said this on the, on our review of shattered, but um, I, I really, I love revenge of the Sith and I love the or- order 66 in particular because it is like so perfectly tragic and, uh, and like, you know, you really see the fall of the Jedi, uh, even in such a short amount of time. And John Williams music mm-hmm. is incredible. And just seeing Ahsoka having to come to terms with order 66 and with Rex turning on her, um, and then having to save Rex, I think that puts shattered in my, as my number one episode. Uh, but I also loved, uh, I also love together again because we get to see, uh, we get to see the reunion of Anakin yeah. and Obi Wan and Ahsoka, and when the Battle of Coruscant, like those those sirens, the alarm, the classic alarm started playing, like I got chills knowing, oh my gosh, Revenge of the Sith is here. The Battle of Coruscant is is starting. We are, the timelines are now crossing. Oh my gosh. Um, and then the Phantom Apprentice, that that duel at the end, and the the oh, Siege absolutely. of Mandalore. My gosh, it was incredible. And then, of course, victory and death is a, is a, is a great ending. I, I, ah, it's hard for me to pick. It's really hard. It is. <laughs> it's it's one I, of those in which you you have to put them all yeah on the same line. And and the only one that is going to outshine the others, in my opinion, by a by a womp rat hair, would be shattered. Mm. How come? What 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 is it for you? You know what? It's the you got to see when when you look at Revenge of the Sith, you never got to see the clones other than taking out the Jedi. You never got to see them actually in a battle. Actually, you know, you only got to see them shoot. That's it. Or they blow up a plane. Or they do this. Or they do that. In this episode, technically, they were kind of fighting for their lives, but still trying to um, fulfill their order. And you got to actually see them turn on a Jedi and turn on Maul instead of just turn and shoot and it's over. So that's why I got to put this one just that little bit above. And also because you had to feel for Rex because he tried to fight it and knew it couldn't be fought. Mm. And then at the end, you know, he's saving, you know, he saved her. But just that little bit where he gave her that clue, find fives. He tried to fight it. Yeah. But then he turned into a cold-blooded killer and then you're just like, holy, can't say it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Steven, what, what puts victory and death over the top for you? I think it's... So the Order 66 moment is fantastic and amazing. I think, though, it's just the getting to see not just Ahsoka continue dealing with it, but see, like, Rex deal with it, mm-hmm. I think is what puts it over the edge for me. Um, because it just it makes it that much harder to watch and deal with is watching Rex try and figure out what he is going to do, basically. Yeah. Um, and then being willing to same, kill his brothers. Yeah, yeah, like it's, yeah, 
it's horrible. It's heartbreaking. They should never have done it, but it was amazing. <laughs> um, and again, like I've said it so many times, watching Dave Filoni stick the landing is beautiful. Oh yeah. Like, the, that final sequence of, you know, the helmets on the planet, like that just, that hurts so much, but it's so well done. So I think that's, I think what elevates it for me. Um, and really, really takes it that extra mile of perfection, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, this is one of those things like, oh, you want me to like, oh, I can list all four. Like, I'd probably go in reverse order. I think, you know, victory and death, then shattered. Um, you know, victory and death gets a 10. Shattered gets a 9.99. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the one before that. Is that not together? <laughs> Phantom Apprentice gets like a 9.98, you know, like that. That's how these are rated in for me. Like they're that close, and they yeah, deserve I, to be because that's that they belong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's <sighs> they're they're so good. Okay. They they literally, I I don't think they they could have made them any better. Uh, and it no. is interesting to, to to now reflect on on victory and death in particular because, uh. I don't know if the ending would have, I don't know if we would have been as satisfied with the ending seven years ago as we are now knowing that's what we true. Know. That's true. That's very true. That, you know? and, 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 you, and I believe because of all the tie-ins they were able to do within this season with stuff that's already come before, all those tie-ins wouldn't have been there seven years ago. Yeah. I mean, so it just, it, it, it make it makes this season so much more rich in storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's so fascinating to see like the flexibility they're now offered with the end of this series, knowing mm-hmm. what happens to Ahsoka and rebels. I mean, I, I, I finished this, the series and then I instantly went and started rebel season one. Like I instantly went and showed my girlfriend season season one of rebel of rebels and actually season two. Now we've now gotten through the first two seasons um, mm-hmm. because Ahsoka comes back and we, she's a very different character now. Um, she's older. Um, she's more mysterious at first. We don't really know it's her until she shows up at the end of season one. And then um, she, uh, she is kind of like pop scene in there. She's not like a con- She's, she's kind of in the background a lot. Sometimes she's there. Sometimes she's not. Uh, and, you know, we, kinda get, we get to see Rex again. We get to see uh, uh, her de- coming to terms with the fact that Anakin is Vader. Uh, yeah. And, and, like, when she senses him for the first time. And then when she goes to the Jedi Temple in Lothal and, and has this vision of Anakin slash Vader. And then in Twilight of the Apprentice, which is still one of the best episodes of one of the other best episodes of star Wars animation. Yeah. Uh, she finally is, she finally confronts Vader and at, at last. And because we know that that happens, I think it, it makes the ending of victory and death so much more, uh, impactful and, and, and uh, and okay as well. You know, knowing that like, knowing that we know what's going to happen to Ahsoka if if twelve if you know seven years ago we'd seen or eight six let's imagine six six five years ago right yes if they had released the seasons sequentially every year mm-hmm. uh, five years ago uh, they had released this season and then 
not having seen Rebels yet, Ahsoka survives, like Maul escapes. Ahsoka survives order and, and, and goes off who knows where. Ahsoka survives Order 66 with Rex and crashes on a planet. And then they like are getting some supplies. They bury the clones, their brothers, and then like disappear somewhere, leaving one of, you know, leaving, leaving and us with Ahsoka leaving her lightsaber. And then like flash forward, Vader comes, finds her lightsaber, end of series. We would be yeah. losing our minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's a good yeah, point. Like, oh, uh, <laughs> but, but I'm going to, I'm going to offer one rebuttal, which is we've only seen the finale that had the advantage of rebels. I think it's fair for yeah, us yeah. to ask what Dave Filoni might've done differently in this finale. If, that hadn't been the case. Mm-hmm. I think they would have like, had to set up a little bit more of the future. What, like, what if, what if this the finale was followed by a trailer for Star Wars? Uh, like, I don't know. Maybe it was would have been called Star Wars Rebels, and it instead of starting in season one, what if it started around season two with Ahsoka, or uh, started with a maybe a heavier hint of Ahsoka? Like, I think it's totally fair yeah. to think that like. We saw other changes that they made based on the the foreknowledge that they had. I suspect they would have they did more. Oh, I'm, like, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure of it. Uh, but it is it is interesting to see like the time time and the other projects that have come since have g- gave them flexibility to end the show differently. Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, favorite character. This might be hard. Oh, favorite character in just this season? Well, yeah, favorite character just this season. Like I said, it, it oh, might be hard. I, I actually don't know if it is hard. We, really? Well, no, I take that back. I think it comes yeah. down. It, well, no, never mind. Sorry, I was gonna be like, That's easy. <laughs> well, Rex is actually in the Rex is in the in there too. Oh wait, it can't be just Rex Ahsoka. What about Maul? Uh-huh. Maul no, three. I mean, gets, that's you, you got to give some props to Maul within the Caesar Mandalore episodes. I mean. Oh yeah, especially and 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 I'm gonna give I, I'm gonna say it. Favorite character about this whole thing for me has to be Maul, and the reason why is because of Sam Witwer and the acting, and also the uh, stop. Well, you gotta throw Ahsoka in there too because of the the stop the motion capture they did for the lightsaber battle. But just the you got to see that character go insane, but he was telling the truth the whole time, and it was yep. still driving him crazy yeah. because. He down the line figured out the truth as Seizure Mandalore episodes went, and it was driving him insane. It's you, oh, yeah. I was like, I felt so sure of it. Like, it's got to be Ahsoka. I'm now not sure anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I hate to say it, the easy character for me would have been Ahsoka Mm. down the line because that, because go back to the Ahsoka's walkabout. Go back to Caesar Mandalore. You got to see the character grow in such leaps and bounds from both of those arcs all the way to the end. But the one character and and in just the one character that to me stole it all was Maul in the Caesar Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's super interesting to think about how of all the characters, Maul is the one who flat out tells Ahsoka, your master's going to turn to the dark side. He's, he's like the yeah. linchpin in all of this. He yeah. like, if we kill him, we, we save the galaxy. And, and he was kind of right. 
you know had they killed not that not that i'm endorsing this but had they (laughs) had had they stopped anakin he wouldn't have killed mace windu all right, or try like t- chopped off Mace Windu's hand. He wouldn't have turned to the dark side and slaughtered all the younglings. Sure, Palpatine still had Order sixty six, so he could have tried to in- you know invoke that, but Palpatine wouldn't have had an apprentice at this point. Like a lot would have changed. And if you told me in nineteen ninety nine, this character that died in at the end of the movie is going to come back and be the the yeah. only one in the galaxy who warned of about Anakin and, and Vader, I would have laughed in your face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. And it's just, it's so interesting. And it's so, it's also so very much a Sith thing to do too. Like Count Dooku just tell flat tells Obi-Wan, Hey, this guy named Darth Sidious, he's in control of the Senate. And Obi-Wan's like, yeah, 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 sure. Whatever. <laughs> you know, It's yeah, it, it is so perfectly done. And you're right. Sam Witwer, he steals the show. He really does. He, he Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka, nobody can top her when it comes to the acting of that character in animation. I mean, done. But the acting, and even when you've seen just the little, little snippets on YouTube of Sam Witwer actually doing the voice work, gets so into it, and it's I can imagine the animators love watching if they're videotaping this or even listening to his voice and putting that kind of emotion into the animation of that character. It totally steals. He's a Mandalore. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Oh man. I don't, I honestly don't know where to put it. Like, I think I'd still give it to Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. Um, like, I think Ahsoka's arc in just this entire sequence is just that good. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But it's, I like, I don't say that with any confidence. Like, oh yeah, it has to be Ahsoka. Like, I think it right. is, but I could definitely believe that it was Maul. I still think Rex should be in the, the running for this as well. Um, like his yeah, arc throughout yeah. is pretty, pretty fantastic. But I think that's where my, my bet goes yeah it's it's a tough it, it's tough but i think uh i i i kind of want to give the edge to ahsoka just because it's 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 her story it's mm-hmm. her it, it, it's so perfectly done and ashley Eckstein does an incredible job like let's be honest right. everyone did an incredible job all the main cast down um, the line i you mean know, you got to give them all props d bradley baker ashley Eckstein. Sam Witwer, everyone else, you know, as well. Um, just incredible acting, incredible animation and lighting mm-hmm. and visuals. Um, the yeah. music is outstanding, and you can tell yeah. like, they got a they got a real orchestra for these. And and the fact that they they released all the soundtracks online after every arc finished, like it was, it was so good. It. it on on every level, you could tell how much passion and care and attention to detail went into this this final arc. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I will say, I think Ahsoka was the best character. I think Dee Bradley Baker was the best voice actor, though. Mm. And yes, that's not that that's new. Like Dee Bradley Baker was, only, I think, almost always one of the better voice actors in Clone Wars just because mm-hmm. he had the hardest job to do and he was the best at it. Yeah. Uh, like he nailed the fact like 
the Bad Batch is just D. Bradley Baker talking to himself for like what two hours. It's uh, almost exclusively D. Bradley Baker. D. Bradley Baker yeah. with a little bit of Matt Lanter. So like, yeah. So like, just D. Bradley Baker doing what he does best, and I think I gave him a lot of extra credit again for the Siege of Mandalore arc, and especially an episode like Shattered mm-hmm. and Victory and Death, where he's playing both Rex and uh, why am I blanking on the name? Jesse. 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 Yeah. yeah. Like those are two very opposite roles to take and he nailed it. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of funny how like, you know, uh, bad batch actually, uh, for all of the praise he so rightly deserves, bad batch is probably the, one of the easier jobs for him. Uh, just because, yeah, because they were more distinct. Exactly. The characters were, yeah, had to be a little more distinct. Uh, and so, it it actually requires a lot more talent to to do something like Rex and Jesse, who are very similar characters and very similar voices. Um, but he was, regardless, like it was a standout performance throughout. Yep. And you know, and yeah, the fact that he was basically like voicing an entire episode all by himself, voicing everyone in the in the in the episode uh, almost. Um, it's just it's so impressive. It really yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, I really hate to say this, but is it time for like the Womp Rat rating scale or is there anything else about this we need to discuss? I mean, we could, I, we could go on for hours. I know. We but... could, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. We could we could literally Please. make this a three-hour three hour episode, but I have this feeling. Yeah, I know. I, I just, you know, old man needs sleep here. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's way past my soup time. So do, do you want to get to the Womp Rat ratings? And just for the whole, I, I do, but with sadness that this will be the last time we give Wombat ratings for Clone Wars. I know that's the hardest part. thing. Yeah, that is such the hardest thing. Probably the last time we'll be using our special uh, Clone Wars opening, our, our we talk old we talk clones opening, and we'll go back yeah. to the normal Ion Cannon. Yeah. yeah. Intro. Okay. But, well, uh, I'm going to be the guy who's I, I. I hate to be the the downer from this one. Um, I guess I'm going to lead it off, and this is. Yeah, I'm going to lead it off and just say, you know what? I am I'm just going to give this whole wrap up for season 7 even with the Ahsoka arc in the center. I'm giving the whole thing a 10. And I'm giving it that way because the way the storytelling was done was in one true Clone Wars fashion. When you look at as we've said, all the previous seasons as a whole, they did the storytelling in true Clone Wars fashion. Two, the way they were able to weave. You're looking at seven years of story in between the last Clone Wars and now. Weave all this intricate little things that happened outside in the quote-unquote universe before these three arcs aired. Take all that and plant it in here. And then you get down to the music. And then you get down to the acting. And then you get down to the animation in and of itself. You want to talk about a way a series to go out. They went out on their own terms. The crew, production, animators, storytellers, writers, voice actors, everybody involved in the series can look at these last episodes and put their head up and say, this was the way to stick the ending of a show. It was done properly. And that's why I'm giving it a 10 Womp Rat. I think well earned. Yeah, totally well earned. And you know what? I'm not going to do anything with my 10 Womp Rats. Um, 
I think they've been tortured enough. And I think I'm just going to let the 10 Womp Rats sit in their cage over in the corner. And um, that's it. Are, are your Womp Rats called the Bad Batch? Um, <laughs> yeah, and then I threw in a couple of the old Republic Commando names in there too. So it's it's the four plus the rest of the Republic Commandos. <laughs> so uh, I'm sorry, not the four. The 10 plus the – whatever. You, you understand. We, we get the idea. Yeah, you gotcha, get it. You get gotcha. it. You get it. Okay. Who wants to go next? I I can go next. Go um, so I, as much as I would like to give it a ten, I I don't think I can because of the walkabout arc. Um, and honestly, even I'd even say the bad batch arc is much closer, probably to um, like a nine than a ten. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think overall, I'm gonna give it a ten. Like bad batch was just a super strong arc, did what it needed to do. Loved it, enjoyed every minute of it. Ahsoka arc had some problems. Not going to go back and watch it again, but I understand what they were what they were going for, and I can you know respect that and appreciate it for what it was. And then Siege of Mandalore is just perfect and doesn't like yeah. I. We have a what three hour podcast on why Siege of Mandalore is fantastic, so we don't need to. What do you mean actually, three? We could probably go four. Well, I was going to say I thought we did three hours, but then I was like, no, oh, we actually okay, do, I'm we've sorry. Done there were four episodes, each of which was probably two hours. So there's probably like, what, eight hours of our content talking about why that arc is fantastic? Possible. We, I don't need to add more to it. Yeah. Um, so overall, I think I'll give it a nine. I feel like that's a good average for the season and just reflects the fact that even despite its weaknesses, this is one of the strongest seasons of Clone Wars we ever got. With the caveat that, yes, this was a th- still 12 episodes. That's a not not actually that far off as from a, like a normal season um, of a show, especially nowadays. Yeah. But yeah, I'll give it a nine. Um, and so I've got nine Womp Rats, and uh, I'm glad. I'm, part of the reason I'm going is because I wanted to make sure I got to use this particular closure. But um, as as you know, <laughs> we rated that last arc very highly. Um, there are a lot of dead Womp Rats. And oh. my nine, they're the nine that survived. They've watched all of season not seven of Clone Wars, and now they bury their dead on an unknown planet and leave for whatever adventures await them next. I guess they probably go into Star Wars Rebels and die there instead. But, you know, they don't know that yet. So, Do the Womprats have little helmets to represent their fallen comrades? I mean, sure, Tom. Okay. Little, little mini clone helmets. It's beautiful. Cool. Well, you know... Steven, I, I, Tom, I think you guys both said it so incredibly well. This was, this was a, it was, it really was a, a, an amazing final season. It's, it's impressive. We got this. I'm so yeah. thankful we got this. Was it, you know, man, all Mandalore all the time, you know, level throughout? No, but it was important. Every arc was important. And I think, you know, I I so enjoyed everything I did. All the little tie-ins, all the references, all the thousand little moments and and callbacks, and just the the way they paid off everything. And, and you know they couldn't they couldn't close give us closure for every single aspect of this series, right? There's a lot of things they couldn't wrap up because it was a giant ensemble cast with arcs that dove into all sorts of little nooks and crannies of the galaxy. But they delivered. They delivered on the main story, on the main characters. And they gave us a, a series finale that we've been dreaming of and we'd wished for, and they they delivered on every level. 
every single level. Uh, and, and so I, I think if I were to average out the episodes across the, the season, I think they were about 8.7 on average, but I'm just going to give it a nine because that's how, honestly, I, like you, Steven, I think, you know, uh, I thought the Ma- Siege of Mandalore is perfect. I thought the Badge Batch was very good. I thought um, the uh, Ahsoka's walkabout arc was was enjoyable and important. Uh, not necessarily my favorite of all time, but overall, it's a solid. It's a solid nine, and um, I'm just so thankful for Dave Filoni and the entire crew, and they just they hit it out of the park. And yeah, and I want to say thank you to to all of them for all of the work, and I'm glad they finally got to finish their story and do it their way so so uh my nine womp rats are uh ooh, they're uh they're gonna go hang out with ahsoka and rex and keep them company wherever they are from now till Silos and beyond you know right. the sec yeah and th- this is kind of hard to come to the realization that this is the last time we're going to be reviewing clone wars yeah it is. But Unless, it was, of course, was, they put out a book. They, and they are. They are going to put out another, you know, arc, a uh, book with uh, some new stories. Uh, well, retold stories plus one new one later this 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 summer. But yeah, no, it was it was a it was a great it was a great arc, and uh, it's been really fun reviewing it with all of you and all the guests that have joined us and all the listeners that have joined us. And of course, the podcast is not done. Uh, we're going to take a few weeks no. off. And then uh, we'll, we'll probably come back with a, a recap of Disney Gallery of the Mandalorian. Uh, there's tons of books coming out this summer. Uh, the Mandalorian returns this fall. We still don't know what the next animated series is. Uh, there's all sorts of other in a, a television shows there's coming to the, Disney Plus. So the book series High Republic's going to be coming out yep. at some point. Yep. So there's a yep. lot more uh, coming to you on Ion Cannon. But you know, as we usually do on the summer, we're going to take put a little more time between episodes, give ourselves a little bit of a break from weekly podcasting or honestly, even the over the holiday break, we had, you know, so many things happening. It was pretty busy time. Uh, it was, it's been it was a crazy time. Yeah. Tom, Tom needs some extra time to yell at people on his lawn. You know, it's absolutely. Just... They got to they, they got to leave my flamingos alone, man. I have too many of them that are just like, they'll come, they'll go, they'll come, they'll go. I can't even decide if somebody's taking them or they're <laughs> taking off on their own. I need to put a camera out because if they're flying away on their own, I guys, I, I got to stop. Oh, well that Tom, Steven, it's, it's loved. We re- love reviewing the clone wars with you guys. And we may, oh, we'll absolutely. probably have more clone wars coverage. If other things ever come out, we may do some interviews at some point, but uh, mm-hmm. this is the end of our clone wars reviews, sadly. And it's been, yeah. it's, been a, it's been an amazing series. Yeah. It's been an amazing 12 years. Yeah. So wow! And thank you all of our for listening to our Clone Wars reviews of the last twelve years. Again, more content is coming. We Clone will Wars, be back. The Clone Wars just taking though, a break. is at the is at an end. So yeah, I was uh, say you're making uh, it sound like oh, it was great reviewing the Clone Wars. Talk to you guys never again. No, <laughs> well, no. There's, I mean, this is how we got our start. So it's it's a big. It is a big. It's a big. Uh, it's a big. Okay. It's a big deal. It is it. So, I'll accept. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then, and then hopefully one of these days, if we can make it there, the three of us could go to the Halcyon in Florida exactly. and, and try and get on that thing once it opens up. Exactly. Oh, I can't. I, I mean, cannot wait. I'm all for that. Yeah. Well, that's so uh, have to wait for it to open back up. Wait for it to open, find the money to put into it. I know. That's the big thing. Yeah. I, 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 I think we're... 
we're going to be here for a while. We're just taking a bit of a break right now. Exactly. Exactly. A bit of a break. That's probably going to last what? Three weeks, four weeks yeah. before the next episode. Probably. Give <laughs> probably. Break is a strong word. Exactly. We're spacing yeah. the episode. Out. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but we want to thank you guys all as always for listening. And we'll be back in a few weeks with our review of, well, we'll, we'll see. Stay tuned. Well, the Disney gallery Mandalorian, I think is going to be the one that we can talk about. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, well... Uh, watch it. You have Disney Plus, watch yeah. it. It's really good. Yep. And uh, we will talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncanoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncanoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, The Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.